Hi there, my name is Dean Wixon. I'm a 29-year-old football coach from the UK. I currently live and work in Melbourne, Australia. I've started the Sport, Mental Health and It's All COVID-19's Fault podcast to address the links between mental health and sport. As an active team sport player, coach and viewer, I, like many others, have felt the impacts of COVID-19 on sport. With a constant struggle with depression, being deprived of sport has proved to be another obstacle in life. Due to the ongoing situation with COVID-19, I decided it would be a great opportunity to sit down and hear from a wide range of athletes across different levels of competition about their experiences of sport, mental health and COVID-19. Hi guys and welcome back to Sport, Mental Health and It's All COVID-19's Fault. I'm Dean Wixon and I hope everyone's keeping well. Um, we've got a great guest in today, the youngest senior coach of an MPL side in Australia. He's currently got his B licence, working at Heidelberg United in Melbourne City, is uh, Jono Clemente. Jono, how are you? Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me on, mate. I'm good. No problem. Thanks for coming on and, and sparing some time. How are you bearing up with the COVID-19 scenario? Oh, mate, it's 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 tricky. You know, uh, like I said to you off the air, uh, we, we train so much, you know, and you put so much time into to coaching and, you know, my full-time job as well. And now I'm doing nothing. So, yeah, yeah it's, big it's jump, definitely something, something to get used to. It's yeah, definitely drastic. Yeah. But what do you do? Going from never spending any time in bed to spending your whole day in bed, eh? Like, it's, it's, it's a big jump. I just really got like a Netflix account and I just watched, I don't know if you watched the Tiger King, oh, mate, it's, it's such a cooked show. Like, I was like, I've got that much time on my hands. I'm just watching these cooked shows, but yeah, <laughs> just want to get back on the pitch really. <laughs> English game, mate. English game's a great little series. Get on to that one. Oh, that's it. Actually, Sunderland Till I Die came, came out today. Oh, yeah. Season two. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, that, that's, that's next on the agenda. <laughs> so, so obviously, um, you know a little bit about the podcast and what we're trying to do and we're trying to just raise that awareness that because there's no sport and nothing and we're all like say sitting at home trying to raise our awareness of people that do suffer with the mental health and and how losing sport has amplified that um obviously you let us know how 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 would that relate to you in your life Has has it affected you Oh, I think look, it affects everyone in the, in the sporting community. You're going from such a busy schedule to to doing nothing. Obviously, I think it's going to play a, a part in you. Um, like myself, um, um, it's kind of well documented thanks to uh, Matthew Galea from Football uh, Today. Yeah. Uh, who wrote an article about me, uh, about my my struggles with mental health, especially when I was younger. So look, it it I think mental health uh, doesn't leave you. I, I really do believe that. You know, if you've struggled with, you know, depression or anxiety in in the past, you're always going to have a little bit of that of you. And unfortunately, because there's no sport, it does get amplified, like you said. You know, like, um, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm dealing with it right now, but I'm sure other people are out there are because, look, sport sport keeps it together at the end of the day, keeping busy and stuff. So that's, I guess that's the problem we all got to um, go through at the moment, as well as obviously the illness. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you there. I think I've suffered with it for, in hindsight, probably best part of 15 years you know on on and off and to different degrees and I've never I think I've taken sport as the outlet a bit for granted um uh, yeah I having to watch reruns of games now rather than anything live it is it's a different way of having to handle yourself 
So it yeah, hundred percent. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does. So you, you briefly yeah. touch on there, like obviously your your battles with sort of depression and anxiety, and like how how old retrospectively would you say that you were when these sort of first came about? Just just to give us an idea of how long you've been uh, sort of dealing um, with it. Yeah, I think it's it started when I was about. 14, 14 going to 15, so what, about year nine in school, yeah. something like that. Uh, you know, obviously, you're going through things in life, you know, obviously puberty and whatnot. You don't know who you want to be, who you want to be around. And then uh, my sister uh, got really, really ill in hospital. Uh, so that was took, took, a, took a toll on me uh, mentally. And then my dad, uh, after that, also like around the same space of time, started to get really ill. So with these flow-on effects plus myself, you know, I kind of found myself in a situation where, okay, I've got these internal issues I don't know how to express because I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm becoming. But now I've also got to feel the burden of my sister and my dad's illness. So now I'm dealing with that. So I've got to kind of put my my issues to on, on the back burner because I've got bigger things to deal with. Um, so it just kind of it kind of steadied on from there. I just started to get more and more depressed um, as I got a little bit older and as, as the illnesses for my dad and my sister started, started to get a little bit worse. And obviously there was positives and negatives. Like there's, there's some good days when, you know, like my sister ended up getting better. Um, so you start to feel better. But I think, like I said before, it, it doesn't really leave you. Once you have that kind of traumatic experience with that with, with mental health, it, it kind of, uh, it'll stay with you no matter like how old you yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, it definitely leaves scars, doesn't it? Whether something happened 10 minutes ago or 10 years ago, like I think there's always those scars and, and, that pain in there can can sometimes swell up a little bit every now and then as we go through life. Sometimes you have these moments when, when, when you're sad or you're anxious and it feels very similar to how you used to be when you were in that particular time of your life yeah. when you're really struggling with it. So it like it's always it's always in the back of your mind, I guess, unfortunately, but that's 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 life. That, that, that is exactly it. And and we have to eat on our own coping strategy to to go through with that. And I mean, obviously I know you a little bit outside of this podcast and, and the article, like you say, in football today was, was extremely interesting to read because it gave another perspective. And one of the big things I got from that was yourself using Melbourne victory. I mean, it's been quite well documented, my opinions on the A-League and and (laughs) I don't watch very much of it, but you use Melbourne victory as an outlet for, for like just a release 100% man so like you know I was you know a fragile age of you know 14 15 um these things were happening at home I was I was depressed um and then you know if I go, what do I love I love watching football I love playing football um so I just got to watch my victory games and I got more and more involved in it you know obviously in the active support in, in the terrace there. And that was the, the, the biggest release for me because you can have whatever is going on in your life when you step into the stadium and that, that for that 90 minutes, nothing else matters than that game of football. Yep. That is it. That's all that's on your mind. And I think that that was the biggest appeal for me. Uh, and still is, uh, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm strong. I have very strong beliefs in how that helped me and helped shape me as a person. Look, the media and... Others would definitely condemn, you know, the active support in Australia or, you know, like football fans in general, Channel 9 and Channel 7 are always quick to jump on negative reports of it. But I think I'm probably the embodiment of, you know, how good that support network is for people uh, yeah. because I think that's what gets, what gets ignored. Like, I think, um, I think everyone has 
some release and, and that active participation in sport, in, in professional sport of the fans is, is huge. And, and I think we're realising at the moment that sport without fans is, is, is nowhere near what it could be. You know, when you're watching games in empty stadiums, it, I think it highlights how important that is. But as a, on a personal note for you, like, it, like you say, 90 minutes, nothing else goes through your head. So for someone who does suffer with depression, and I know this, when you can focus on someone else, it's it's like you're floating on air, mate, isn't it? Like you, hundred percent, man. Like you, you need it. Yeah. So, and the more things you can, the more kind of outlets you can have, the slowly, uh, the the better you're gonna get. Kind of slowly get rid of that kind of depression and that anxiety. Like at least for that time being. Like when I was going through that, I wish I could watch victory games. You know, seven days a week. Like yeah. legitimately, because. I used to look forward to it because I'll be having a shit week. And go, yeah, I, I can go. I can go to the football this weekend. I'm gonna go watch the football this weekend. And that's gonna be good. I'm gonna go see my mates, and, and that's it. And that's all I care about. It's definitely something that, you, and you know that if if your behaviour or if your your attitude is not right, you may not make it to that. That gives you a focus point to get to at the end of the week. You know, if, if Tuesday's a bit shit, but Saturday I've just got to get through till Saturday to go to the gap. It's it's what you're gonna do? Hundred percent, man. Like you, I would count down. Like it's yeah. legit. Like you, you count down to the day that you go to the football. Um, and to be honest, I, I still do. I, yeah. I love it. Um, I love watching NPL State One, State Two. The shit week Saturday, I'm gonna watch two games this weekend. I'm gonna go out to you know wherever and go watch a few games oh, and just you know be out. That's it. We're both, we're both coaches, and I'm. I'm... Pretty sure you probably do the same as me. Like Tuesday, it's Tuesday, Thursday for me is probably the best nights I have all week because it's it's coaching and it's something that I love doing and and you can forget about it and interacting with players. You know, hundred percent. Like over the years, that's where my like my outlet changed. It used to be yep. like going to like active support, uh, and then it, it started to become coaching. And I still do both. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but now coaching is where I I just really I think. Uh, I, I love it basically yeah it's just uh, the more you do it like obviously because I, I do it three four times a week sometimes well actually really five times a week uh, with, with multiple roles I've got um, and the same thing for that for that session nothing else is in your head that's it and the interaction and especially as a coach you're a leader yep um, and I think you have to be um, you, you can't show your players that you're sad or you're anxious, you know, so you've always also got to be kind of sometimes sometimes out of character because, you know, sometimes you're feeling down that day and you're like, no, I've got to step it up because this team needs me, this, this program needs me to, to be coach Jono, if you will, uh, at the moment and that's, and, that's, and that's what I want to do, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be sad, I want to go out and coach and be my regular self. And, and that's, like I, I remember saying in one of the previous podcasts, like I've, I go to sessions sometimes and you know, bad mood but you do have to kind of put that to one side because it can't affect what you're doing and it, it's a really good mechanism for for like owning yourself and, and knowing how you're going to behave and, and changing that pattern you know so it's a, I think coaching's a massive tool and, and obviously you've reveled in it and, and gone on and succeeded so far at a pretty young at uh, still a very young age you know which is testament to you and the way you've handled things. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a pig who plays basketball? A boar hog.
You, you've just been, well, not just, but you've been appointed as the Heidelberg United women's coach for the NPL season. So for people that don't know, that's the second tier of women's football in, in Australia. So it's a, a pretty pretty big job at a fairly big club, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like, I'll, like the, when I got a call from, from Heidelberg, I was, you know, obviously uh, over the moon because obviously I, I, I did love Royals and I still do. They gave me a massive opportunity and it was the, the club where I where basically grew up. Um, because of what I what, what I did there, you know, Holderberg called me and like let's like make no mistake about it. I really think Holderberg like, and South are the two biggest clubs in Victorian football. Oh, that's my yep. belief, and I think probably belief of everyone else as well. Uh, so to get a call from a club like Holderberg um, at twenty was was huge, and I knew whatever I had to do to to get this job or to to take the job, I had to do it because this is the step I, I wanted to make. Um, yeah, and, and to be fair, the, the club's been excellent. Like, uh, I really, it's it's a massive club, don't get me wrong, and I, I've, I've had to adjust to that because at Royals, because I was the TD and the coach, you know, I had kind of free reign, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, but at, at Heidelberg, there's so many stakeholders, so many people um, that you kind of, like, have to talk to and liaise with, uh, but it's that's part of the journey, part of the challenge, and I'm really, really enjoying it, to be honest, man. I'm actually loving it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you as you move up the levels and up the ranks, it, you do have that that stakeholder. It's a really good point. So you, your mindset has to be a little bit different because you're not just trying to please the players. You've got committees and board members and all these different people that are they're on your ass if things aren't going well. You know, so it's a it's a big big responsibility for you. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And I think that's the challenge. Look, look, I, I want to be a professional coach, um, you know, down the track. And, you know, as you move, like you said, as you move up, the more and more you got to take things into account. Like I was coaching last year, you know, probably 10 people at our games. You know yeah. I mean? Now I've got, you know, committees, like head of football, technical directors saying, what are you doing this week? What's this? What's that? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm loving it because it's that's a professional environment like Heidelberg. So. Exactly that. So obviously that was a big high for you in, in your career, like in, in at this point, getting that call from a big club and and wanting and being given the, the opportunity to coach them. When we, when we think about mental health, obviously that period of your life was really happy. Once that announcement, yeah. I, I may let you explain it. Like, once that announcement came out, there was a massive flip side to that where where that photo i'm just referring to it as that photo came out um mm-hmm. from the incident in sydney a few years ago um how did that how did you deal with that sort of flip-flop of emotion yeah mate it was uh it was it was a crazy day because obviously I've, i saw that photo when it came out in 2017 i was like, yeah. I, that photo has been with me since I was, you know, since it happened. Um, and like at like at that time, so when that happened, I I got I got back to Melbourne. That was the front page of like not front page, but like the on Fox Sports they were posting all these articles, and I, I was the photo. Yeah. So imagine the reach Fox Sports has. Yeah. You know, like hundreds of thousands of people, and I remember like scrolling on my newsfeed and going, okay, that's that's me in Sydney on on Fox Sports, like. Okay, just gonna have to deal with this one, you know. Yeah. What I mean? But over time, you know, you, you just go. I think you just have to accept it and 
my biggest thing that I've done with, with, with mental health and like uh, obviously that shaped me as a person and I uh, that photo obviously it's very uh, infamous now but I own it and you, you have to own it yes that is me that was in 2017 and now it's 2020 and I'm the youngest NPL senior coach yeah exactly. so you can take you, you can take the how you like you can say oh he's an idiot when he's young okay then I must have made some massive changes to, to now so you can either say oh, he's still an idiot or he's done well but at the end of the day I don't really care <laughs> yeah. what, what anyone else thinks because I, I know my own mental my own men, mental health I know who I am as a person the people close to me in Holderberg know me as a person and as a coach and that's why I got the job they were uh, aware of it you know so I just wanted to to make that clear but on the on, on the photo I always this is where the anxiety started to kick in I always knew that photo will come out um, and I knew once I get posted as a Holderberg coach, I knew the exact, it's the same day it will come out. Like I knew it was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, I was still looking forward to the announcement. I, I was, I was, I was wrapped because I already signed for two or three weeks prior. Um, so I was, I was just eager to, you know, to get to get it out there and kind of get it over with, yeah. really. Um, so we, could, so we can move on. You knew. What was I, yeah, I, I knew. I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew. I knew it was going to happen. So I was like, all right, let's just let's get this over and done with. You know, it, it got announced, and yeah, like it got some really good, you know, feedback. Obviously, like it got shared so many times, and you know, lots of comments. It it, it felt good to get, you know, the um the recognition uh for the achievement at my age, and like I was top of top of the world, mate. Like let's, like, I'll be honest, yeah. I was really top of the world. And then in the back of mind, I'm like, okay, when when's this getting posted? I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I was on the way to the club, uh, to, to meet up, uh, to meet up there, and then I got my phone literally like glitched because it just like ding 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 like all these text messages, and I'm like, Fuck, what is what what is going on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I check my phone. They're like, mate, 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 like all these bit, mate, your photos, your photo, and I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But then your heart your heart drops and your stomach sinks and you go, oh, okay, this is how's everyone gonna you know take this. And then I'll be honest, mate. Like looking back at it now, it's a pretty funny post. Like it's been like it's because the 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 page was cult figures of Australian football. So you know it was good to be a cult figure of Australian football now, which is you know, yeah, <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then like uh, like there's a like running joke about Holderberg is like like you know the uh, uh, Alex and Joss. It's like uh, about like, like eggs on toast. It's like what it, what it seems like. <laughs> so the caption was ah uh, ah uh, belts on toast because obviously in the photo I'm, I'm holding a belt. So at the moment I was like oh this is terrible. But now looking back at it, I'm like pretty funny caption. Like it's it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not bad from we've ever done. <laughs> but um yeah like it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because obviously it happened. And, and you wouldn't be able to tell it from the photo, but when that went on, obviously you, you were going through different things in your own mind and, and, and the situation not blown out of proportion, but it was in this day and age when anything can get caught on camera, it's easy for people to judge from, from a still image. Oh, hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a detailed photo and it's, it's something that will be with me forever, and and like I said before, I own it. It, it is what it is. But um, like so, when that got posted, I like the, the mental side of it. I was like, I hope I don't get sacked. Like, I think because that's a, they already reasonable, knew. That's a the, reasonable conclusion to come. Like, yeah, worry because the, the club knew about it. Yeah, so they knew about my past and whatnot. However. The like the, the backlash from it, like yes, the photo got posted, but there was about a hundred comments on from everyone sharing and 
just ripping into me. You know, people were posting a Holderberg's page. What was that? There were some really unsavory comments on there, which oh. I thought were a bit, you, you know, like personally, I thought some of them were a bit harsh because you don't know the scenario. Yes, it doesn't look good. Oh, of course. But I yeah. think the comments, a fair few of them were fairly unwarranted for me. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that's the internet. So, like, I guess, I guess it comes part and parcel with it. Uh, but, you know, like, there were so many comments. People were making fake accounts to comment on it. And I was like, this is, this is insane. They were messaging committee members, you know, messaging Holderberg's Facebook page saying, this is a joke, this is a disgrace, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was like, you know, from then, I'm like, okay. They knew that, like, there was a photo, but they didn't know how bad the backlash was going to be. And I started to, like, really, really stress. You know, I've just got you know, the, the job I really wanted, am, am I going to lose it for something that happened three years ago? Like, potentially, that, that's what was yeah. up in my mind. Um, I get to the club, and, mate, I, I, was, a, I was a nervous wreck. I've, I've never felt like this ever. Yeah. Because I was literally, I was sweating, shaking. I sit down at the club, and um, Helen Tarikos, obviously, while well, the head of women's, and I can't, I can't thank her enough and how important she is to women's football and Victorian football in general, and to me now. Um, she, she sits me down because she's, she's quite funny. She goes, um, she's like, your announcement did well, <laughs> but that hooligan photo, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. She's like, no, oh, it's all right. She's like, you know, it, it's all good. She's like, mate, I, we all knew it's okay. Like, just, just don't, just keep off social media. And she was just, re she just reassured me yeah. um, that everything's going to be okay. But obviously still in the back of your mind, you know, so, like I said before, so many stakeholders, you know, she said that, but how about the other? Like, you don't know. It's, it's a massive club. You know, how many people did, did this piss off? Um, so I'm like, I can't, I'll say this to my players as well. You, you have to control the controllables. I can't control that anymore. There's what well, I can't stress about this photo anymore. That, that or picture, I, I can't do it. I own it. That picture and that part of your life kind of now, it, it is out of your control. That's a really good point. And you, you you can own it and, and accept it, but it, it's out of your control now how and where that goes, I guess. It, exactly right. So that's why, you know, like some people, you, you, you could hide from it, you could deny it, you could say this or that, but I'm fronting up and say, that is me, that is 2017, that's John O'Clemency and what, what? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It happens. I've moved on. If you, you don't do? want to move on, that's cool, mate. Like, if someone wants to hold it against me, no worries. But that's that's more in a uh, that's more of a look into your your head than mine. You know, if you if someone wants to like someone like for example those social media comments, some of those people are like fifty years old. If someone's fifty years old who doesn't know me is holding a grudge against this seventeen year old kid from like twenty seventeen because of this photo, mate, you've got something wrong with you, not me. Like honestly, that's the way I see it. So you want to be like that? No stress, mate. Like I I. If I if I live rent free in your head, then there's no bit. And that's and that's you know. it's a, it's an interesting thing because obviously with with sort of battling depression and anxiety, that to be able to come through that and like like you say, you had your moments there when when you had to approach the club for the first time. And look, I know Helen, and and I know that she's extremely supportive. And as a as a football coach and I'm in the same boat at, at the Casey Comets where I'm at at the moment, as a coach and a person, having a supportive group behind it, a team and club behind you is 
it's huge. Like it's huge. Not obviously your situation is uh, different <laughs> in terms of like it. <laughs> it, it I, don't, I don't. Nothing like that. Oh, I'm not asking people to dig into my past now, but that sort of stuff hasn't come up. Hasn't come up for me. But as a person, you need that support because times are going to be tough. You know, times are going to be tough as a coach, and and it's great to see that. Heidelberg are giving you that 100%. I think, look, um, that's just the, the forward thinking of Helen and everyone else at the club. I was at I was 17 or 18, or we, it was in 2017. Uh, so we're in 2020 now. And I've gone on to do this, this, this and that since then. So what, why does it matter that there's a photo of me in a fight in Sydney? In May 2017, former Tottenham player Aaron Lennon was detained under the Mental Health Act and he received treatment for stress-related illness. In March 2019, he spoke about the internet and said that other players had asked him for advice. The thing I think of the, as a person, forget sport and, and stuff, as a person with mental health, to, to take mental health issues, sorry, is to take what is already a negative and turn that into a positive is hard for a normal person, let alone one like us, who's a bit loopy. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 agree. I'm, I'm, yeah, very, very, it's good to, good to know that you can talk about it. And for, for anyone listening, uh, if they want to go and read the football today post, if you just put football today, Jonathan Clemente, and you'll, you'll see the post and it's a very well written article that one actually. Yeah, I'll just share, share that to, to Macalea again for that. Um, he He's the marketing guy at SN Royals and obviously he's, he's a full-time journalist. He, if anyone needs help with anything like that, his, his business is called Content Hype. Um, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. And I, I couldn't have asked for a better article. Like he, he came to me with, with the idea because he, he knew he's known me since I, since I was a kid. Um, and the way he, he portrayed it and everything, like I, the story was, was told, uh, told very, very well. Right, Jono, we're down to the last part. We do this with uh, most of our guests on here. We do a this or that or would you rather, whichever you want to call it. Are you ready? Yep. Perfect. Lollies or chocolate? Chocolate. So that was quick. Striker, <laughs> a striker or a winger? Striker. Um, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. All day long. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Ooh, he's a big one. Victory or Heidelberg? Heidelberg. Oh, I had to say that one. Had to say that one. <laughs> Ocean or pool? Pool. Pool? Really? Yeah. I'll say that one. Yeah. Big glass. Have you watched you. Jaws? Oh, me, Ocean all day long. <laughs> yeah, but Jaws, mate, I've, I've watched Jaws too many times. <sighs> I'm not having any of that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the beach, mate. Last one for you. Australia or Italy? Italy. Italy? Yeah. Interesting. Fair enough. Perfect, mate. Good sport. Thanks for doing no, that not, one. Not, not, not in the current pandemic, but... I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you give it a good six months to go there, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> just, just the last little point. What would you say... How can we, as a society, help people... Or, or change people's perception of jumping to conclusions? Because obviously, uh, if we say, oh, I've got myself with depression, immediately 
there's a hand on the shoulder. Oh, are you okay? I hope you're, you know, like it's we're almost treated like you're broken. Um, mm. So how how would you say that society and, and the sporting world can can better de- further their development dealing with mental health? I think that's it's a, it's it's a good question, man, because it's it's difficult. It's not going to happen overnight, because yeah. like you said, there's a stigma around mental health and you know any any type of mental health, whether it be depression or anxiety. Um, I think it's just uh, education, really. Like, like even even as coaches, we don't do anything or not much anyway of the mental side of football, as yeah. a player or as a coach or as a person. No one at school, you don't get taught these mental skills, how to deal with adversity and whatnot. These just come naturally on your own through failure and through success. But I think if we educate more people in, in the broader sporting community of, okay, sometimes people do need a, a, an arm around the shoulder saying, are you okay? And some people want space. Like there's, there's so many ways to go about things, but not many people know. But it, um, it's an interesting Exactly thing. how to approach it. Yeah, and it's an interesting point because in my chat with Natasha Dowie, we were talking about, how sport is, it is ups and downs. The whole of sport is ups and downs. Now, what we are we as coaches and as a, a society, we need to address that because we all know that football and any sport is full of ups and downs. Yet we're, we're possibly not preparing people enough for the downs. 100%. It's weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think yeah, you mate, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it's not yeah, no one no one teaches you or prepares you to deal with those those down situations, even in, in football and in life, you know? Yeah. How do you how do you come back how do you come back when you've lost five games in a row and you know your job's on the line? How, how do you how do you deal with these things? How do you deal with, you know, um people you don't know criticizing you and adversity and whatnot? It's I think it's something that everyone needs to, to do more. I think I, I don't know if who, who would be able to deliver these kind of workshops, if you will? But it's 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 super critical, man. It's it's a strange mentality because I know when I told some people, ah, oh, I'm starting this podcast, um, there was a lot of people going, oh, but what about if people start saying bad things online? You know, and that's what people go to now, and that yeah. that's their biggest fear. And I, I mean, I'm a bit like yourself, and I don't really care, like. If you don't like it, turn it off. But (laughs) but like that's the way we we think. Are we try to avoid the negative comments in life, as opposed to how do we deal with them? Because they're going to happen. We don't. We can't just go through sport life and not get negative comments. We need to learn how do we deal with them and and turn it into a positive. I think, and we should be probably doing more with that with our players. It's been great to talk to you, Jono. Um, thanks so much for coming on and sharing a pretty. Uh, it's a different story, you know. It's yeah, definitely. I think <laughs> it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting one, and you can look at it from a few different angles. Uh, but yeah, that, thanks for having me on, mate. I've, I've actually really enjoyed talking about it. And I think this is probably the last note. This is what mental health is all about. Just talk about things. Talk talk about how you're feeling uh, to anyone, loved ones, people around you. Um, like for for me, for example. I'm happy to talk about my story to anyone, stranger or not, because um, I think, I hope it inspires some people. And obviously some naysayers will say the flip side, but that's that's part of life, I guess. But yeah. uh, thanks for having me on, man. I think it's I think it, it has to be spoken about, especially 
everyone's cooped up at home under lockdown now, basically. And, and I think it cannot, my opinion, it can only help people hearing that others are in the same scenario and there's help there if you need it. Yeah, 100%. All good. 100%. Perfect, mate. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, Dan. Have a good one, mate. Cheers. Striker, easy. Coke or Pepsi? Mate, you, wait, so, sorry, sorry, mate. Do you remember that goal I scored in the B licence? <laughs> I, I no one can forget it. I haven't forgot about it, mate. Touch of the back foot, finesse top right corner. <laughs> Everyone remembers it. Everyone remembers the goals that they never recorded, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a great little podcast there with Jono Clemente talking about some very difficult, different issues. Um, there'll be links to all the articles and, and things that we discussed in the podcast in the description. Please join us again next week where we talk to another fascinating guest. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on all your listening platforms.